This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I am Meg Walter, and today I am on Zoom with Irene Stone because last night was the finale of Listen to Your Heart. Irene, thank you so much for joining me today. So happy. So happy. This is the highlight of my week. <laughs> so what have you been watching? Oh, um, I have. Oh, so since the last time we talked, I started and finished Normal People. Have you watched that yet? No, but everybody says you have to watch it. I, Dude. Just, I, I don't know if I can do a show about teens in love right now. That just feels it's like not teens. Lot. They're not teens. They're okay. only teens for one episode, basically. Okay. Okay. Maybe two. Okay. But they go into adulthood. Have you read the book? No, I didn't know it was a book. Okay. I read the book in like February. A lot of people, I loved the book. A lot of people have very like, it's a very divisive book. I think people either love it or hate it. It's on a lot of lists though. Like people, I, I loved it. I thought it was so good. It's just like, I think it's a, it's a very not giving anything away. This is, it's a very tumultuous relationship, right? There's lots of ups and downs. And so because of that, I think people are like, why can't they just like be better at being like at at being in a couple anyway it's very good okay the music is amazing there's this one episode that takes place in Italy and just like I mean I lived in the south of France for like a time and um it just like really brought me back there's like you can hear the cicadas there's like some a music montage where they're just riding their bikes through this field in Italy and honestly it just brought me to tears it was it's just so good is part of that though like that you can't even like go to the zoo you know like is it was was like I'd like to ride my bike anyway I mean yeah I mean it is part of that because you're like okay I can't travel anywhere so the closest I can get is to this like beautiful cinematography of Italy in the summer but it also just it was like so nice to have something to look forward to and watch and like I wanted to keep watching it I finished it very quickly. It was like very emotional, but it was also just so good. And this is also coming off the heels of a very bad adaptation, I think, of Little Fires Everywhere, mm. where I thought the show was so bad. Okay. And this, the adaptation of this book to this show was like, it could not be more perfect. Like, it was book? so good. Her name's Sally Rooney. um she's written this is like her second book I think she's pretty young she's Irish this was all I I remember now it was all over Instagram like the cover had like maybe the heart on it in like a cool font um it was like one of those that everyone's like this is what I'm reading maybe it's like blue and green the cover is like blue and green very like simple all caps like Wes Anderson type font anyway it's really good I people that didn't like the book 
do like the TV show. So I think the TV show is even better maybe than the book. I like them both. Okay, cool. But anyways, um, okay. So I'm watching that. We, I, sorry, I started and finished that. I'm watching run, which is on HBO, Uh which maybe I talked about last time. Um, took, took an interesting turn. It's getting a little dark. Um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is, is in it halfway through and she's now been in two episodes. It's good. It's like a little bit stressful. So I like, but I don't love yet. The, uh, what's the actor? Domhnall Domhnall Gleeson. And then the woman is? Merrick Weaver. Yes. Who I love. She's really good. She's really good. They're both um, incredible. Was the show called Unbelievable last year about the two yeah. detectives? That was so good, and she was so good in it. Yeah, yeah. She's really – that show was so good, and you're right. She's good. The, everything that's show. going on with, like, the you right now, you know, you heard about, like, the Lauren McCluskey stuff. Oh, gosh. I'm like, oh. we just – I just keep thinking about that show, Unbelievable, and, like, how how girls who report – you know, abuse and um, exploitation, how they are re-abused by the system and how that show really demonstrated that so well. Yeah. Oh, that story is just really, really hard. Really to go. Sorry to bring us down. Go on. <laughs> um, okay. I also finished the second season of Shrill. Hmm. What do you which think? Which is just like, um, I, I, I don't think it's like life-changing by any means, okay. but wait, have you watched it? No, I only watched the first season. I haven't dove into the second season yet, and I haven't decided if I want to. Yeah, I think it's, I don't think it's life-changing, but I can say that in every episode, I laughed out loud at least once, and I think that's, that's something, you know? So it's, it's a fun, it's fun. I liked it. And then Dead to Me season two came out in this last week, maybe, and so we started that, too. Good? Yeah. I mean, similar to the first season, I wasn't totally in love with the first season, but it's like an easy 30 minutes that you're like, always kind of leaves you hanging at the end. So you're like, it's just entertaining, you know? So what about you? Uh, On your recommendation, I watch, I've started Top Chef and I watched the Kentucky season because that was the latest season available on Hulu. Did you finish it? I finished it. Fell madly in love with all these chefs. Like, my gosh. Usually at the end of a reality a season of reality television, there's like one person I'm really pulling for and I really don't like anyone else. And at the end of this, I was like, I would be happy with any of these people winning. I know. They're I all know. Oh, the I food love that. looks incredible. I, love season. I know. I know. I seriously think I think I texted you about this. I seriously think about that lime crunch like mm-hmm. party thing that Kelsey did the puppy all of the time. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It was so fun to watch. I love so many people on it. And so now I've started, I downloaded the Bravo app and I'm watching the current season. Oh yeah. I'm watching that too. Are you watching it on Bravo? How are you watching it? Yeah. We have, we have like, we have cable. Oh yeah. So you have like everything. actual yeah. cable. So yeah, it's super fun. It's in LA and it's like all stars. It's people who have been on before. I know. That they it's brought. fun. And it seems like there's yes. some really big personalities, which will make it a lot of fun. I know. I'm surprised that, wait, so are you caught up or not yet? No, no, no. I'm only on the first episode of the season. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's so good. I just, Top Chef is just consistently good. And I just like that it's actual chefs. They're making actual food. Like I hate, what's the cooking show where they give you like stupid ingredients? And they're like, yeah, 
Yes. And they're like, yeah. you have to make something. It's like, why? I'm never going to be a situation where I need to make dinner out of like raisins and ginger. So like, right, don't right, right. make me, don't make me watch this. I think, yeah, I, I prefer this. And I, pref- I like that they're all established chefs. Right. Like, I think that that's why I prefer making the cut to Project Runway because it's like nice to see people who already know what they're doing. Right. Which and, is also the, I haven't watched uh, Making the Cut, but it's on my list, but which is also why I like the Tan France one, mm-hmm. which I can't remember the name of right now. Next in Fashion. Next in Fashion, yeah. Because they were all established designers. So they all knew what they were doing. They all had an aesthetic. They all had, it was, I thought it was good. It was way in more that fun way. to watch. Uh, we're also watching Atlanta. Have you seen Atlanta? Oh my gosh. Yes. It's uh, so good. It is. Have you not seen Atlanta? I know. I know. I know. So we finally started it. And for some reason, uh, I'm watching it with Steven and we just like kept putting it off. Uh, I think we just felt like it was going to be a downer. And it's not, I would kill to be able to watch that for the first time. It is like mind blowing good. Like it, I know. And then we're only on season one, but I know that this happens more and more, but they do just kind of one-off episodes. That's just like, completely something else like you kind of have a storyline but then every once in a while there's just they do like an episode of like a black tv network in atlanta that's like apropos of nothing and it's so fun to watch and so well done everyone in it is incredible the humor is so sharp um the stories are so compelling really really loving Atlanta it's like yeah and I it's like the perfect balance between being able to like pull off some they they approach some pretty serious subject matter in that show and yet like you still laugh in that show it's not like super it's not a downer like you're saying it's not a downer there's still humor it's like everything is so delicately placed I don't know it's just it's incredible that that show even like exists because it's so good they like walk a tightrope the whole time and they manage and they they do it perfectly they never are like whoa this was a like a misstep like they are it's so good I think Donald Glover is just a freaking genius in anything yeah it's kind of weird because everyone during that show is like wow where did this come from like he's like yeah who who knew and then meanwhile he's like childish gambino and had like maybe the best song of 20 was it 2018 or 2019 oh yeah that song was really good yeah yeah anyway incredible talent um and then of course listen to your heart which is why we are here today the season of one of honestly one of the biggest train wrecks i've ever witnessed (laughs) on television has finally concluded um and we're gonna we're gonna talk about it now last we spoke Julia was still on the show. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Julia. And I think the episode after we spoke, it was when she sent Sheridan home and ended up with Brandon, who might be the worst person I've ever seen on TV. Oh my gosh. He was, that whole thing was so painful to watch. It like him trying to appease both of these women. It was just like, it was really painful. He was so demeaning. He kept calling, oh the sweetie thing was it the kept sweetie her thing? Sweetie and telling her she was acting irrationally and being too emotional. He told this to it was her name Sienna or Sierra. No, it's Savannah. Savannah, <laughs> neither. Savannah, you know she's upset because he's like, yeah, we went on a date and we kissed. I just so she's like, wait, are we a thing or not? And he kept being like, calm down, calm down. 
it's fine. Like he told her so many mixed messages. Like I like you, but I also have feelings for her. And good thing Savannah like took the initiative to make a decision because he was totally waffling between the two. Where, what's her other name? Oh, Julia. Julia was like very decided on like, okay, Brandon, we're doing this together. Okay, let's go break up with our people and then come back together. And he went to just talk to Savannah and he didn't even break up with her. No. She broke up with him. And he was, in fact, he was like, what do you want me to do? Tell me and I'll do it. Like he was willing to stay with her. It was so, like, I am so curious what would have happened if she was like, okay, let's like, don't, don't go Julia, stay with me. I'm like, you explore that now. Let's get back in it. And like, what would have happened? He would have had to really, you know, face something and he really never had to. And that's what's annoying about it. Yeah. Uh, I, I know you listened to Bachelor Party uh, this morning. I haven't, though, during this. Really? Okay. So yeah. Juliette Littman, Maybe who hosts Bachelor Party today, said that Brandon's people reached out to her uh, to get him on the show. And she was like, no, thanks. Oh my so, gosh, I did not know that. Yeah, I think he's trying to do a redemption tour and everyone's like, nah, bro. Oh, I feel really, like, I mean, Julia did this to herself. Oh, and when she was breaking up with Sheridan, how she was, like, trying to play the victim, like, why are you being so mean about this? And, yeah. like, she she came off really, really bad. Really, really bad. And it, I went on her Instagram during that episode and every post was just like an apology post of like, really? I'm, yeah. Of like, I am so embarrassed. Like just like everything. Oh, it must be just horrible watching yourself on TV. I mean, at least you she's self-aware, right? Because I feel like there I mean, she some... is maybe now, but yeah, like, yeah. Whew, on the show, she was not. In the same way to just be constantly apologizing, like, that's not a good look either. Like, you apologize once, you admit what you did wrong, but, like, to do it, it was, like, multiple, multiple posts of, like, I'm so embarrassed. Anyway. Irene, you just reminded me of something. Did you hear what Hannah Brown did? Oh, my gosh. I cannot. She she needs to be canceled. So, if anyone is unaware, she posted it was on Instagram stories or Instagram live. No, it live. was a live. Instagram That's why live. it's so bad because she couldn't delete it right away. Like, it was on a live. So, she's singing along. I don't know the song, but I she, think it's a DaBaby song. She says the N word with it and um, doesn't even read. And, like, laughs about it. Yeah. Doesn't even, like, really think it's a problem. Tries. And then I guess earlier in the in the stream, she like censored out an F word. So she didn't say an F word, oh but she said the N word. Oh my gosh. Oh no. Oh, and she like apologized. I guess she came with some a formal apology that was like, I, you know, whatever, whatever, like your typical. But like during the actual live, she was like, Oh, did I say that? <laughs> I like just like very very ignorant tough, tough look and then just a couple days ago she posts on instagram like nothing has happened it's just like her on a beach in I a saw- bikini and in the comments 
that bikini. <laughs> yeah. So it's an ad and the company's like, no, 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 no. And so everyone's like, I'm unfollowing Fabletics. I'm unfollowing all these people. And the brands are like in the comments, like we do not associate ourselves with her. This oh, deal was not finalized that. a long time ago. We do not condone racism. Like on and on and on. It's a mess. It's a oh. The Bachelor has such a hard time with race. They are so, so bad at handling anything race adjacent. Yeah. It's a yeah, tough, this tough does not help them. Yeah. So anyway, that happened. Be more <laughs> self-aware, all Bachelor people. Um, so Julia and Brandon perform. They're terrible. They're sent home. Uh, following episode, Natasha starts singing the wrong part of her duet <laughs> with Ryan. And they're sent home. I just like Ryan's like breathy non voice is so bad. And like the way he plays his guitar, it's like he loves his guitar more than he loves anyone i'm pretty sure definitely way more into his guitar than he was into natasha i think if he if jamie had picked him he would have been really into jamie because yeah at the beginning it was like is it gonna be trevor or ryan and she went with trevor and i think that that was kind of a bummer for him and he ended up with natasha and they clearly had no chemistry whatsoever um and natasha was the much bigger better talent um, yeah, as noted by Jason Mraz, who was like, so <laughs> that was incredible. So incredible. funny. She will leave you. Be prepared. <laughs> She's she going to take off and you're not good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so we were left with Rudy and Matt, Jamie and Trevor, and uh, Bree and Chris for this final episode. Okay, but also, the, so the episode before the finale, so last week, I mean can we talk about shallow because it was legit so good yes it's a i i i wish they had let the artist pick their own songs to sing because it's not fair that they got shallow that's the thing is like they got a way better song than anyone but at the same yeah. time nobody else could have done that song nobody could have pulled that song yeah, i think that's true they it was meant for those two but it's such like an opportunity to showcase your vocals which rudy really got to do in that song and it was really really good and the other ones i don't know they were just some like boring, yeah, boring. i don't even remember what the other songs were there was a elvis presley one and there was anyway but, it doesn't matter because because rudy and matt are were clearly the best vocalists best performers and like it's crazy to me the way that so last night's show started off where they're like okay you have to really couple up this is the last whatever chris harrison comes in like this is the last performance you're doing two songs and then rudy and matt get all stressed out because they're not like in love like the other couples and it's just amazing to me what the producers can pull off on this show (laughs) like how are they convincing them that they have to be in love to win this thing it like, is, yeah. You're, I, I, I'm sure you thing. felt the same way, but at home I was like, just suck it up for one more day. Like, if Fleetwood Mac can do it, you guys can do it. Like, just, just yeah, just pull it song. together. You're the best performers. Pretend on stage for one performance, win the thing, go your separate ways, win win all around. Okay, but here's another thing is, is like okay if they would have performed i think they definitely would have won because they are the best vocalists on that show yeah but do you really want to win i don't think you want to win if you're a music artist you don't want to be stuck in a contract with another person for who knows how long going on tour for bachelor presents listen to your heart 
Well, and that's the thing too. Like, is that tour happening? Because well, it's definitely not happening. They filmed this in what? They ended in February. Yeah. So, like, what tour? Well, Brandon was saying he was like, "Oh, well, I guess we can get to the end of the show, and then we can talk about who won and everything." But yeah, I mean, so anyway, so Rudy and Matt ended up like admitting they're not in love with each other, so like self eliminating. Which is, to me, just totally bonkers. Like Completely bonkers. It seems like it was more Matt than Rudy. I think Rudy was like, dude, just like, let's just keep... Yeah, like, we're not faking it. One more day. Yeah. But then I'm like, okay, so if they say it out loud, then are they out? Like, if they say it out loud, then, like, did the producers... Then, like, would there be a backlash of, like, you guys aren't in love, so you can't be on, you know? Yeah, but, like, Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas, like, you know... (laughs) People pretend all the time, like you fake relationships. <laughs> That's part of show business. In fact, I think that that proves how committed you are. If you're willing to like quote unquote be in a relationship with somebody you don't love for your career, like yeah, you're a star. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, again, it would have been helpful at the outset to be like, here are the rules. You know, you have to be in love to win as though that's something you can. Oh, yeah, because like who knew that there was going to be a fantasy suite tonight? Because I didn't know that was part of the show. Do you think the producers knew it was part of the show until five minutes? Ooh, I know what would be a good idea. We have to do a fantasy suite. Okay, let's move on to get to the fantasy suite. (laughs) We need to talk about. Well, okay, so Rudy and Matt both decided to go home uh because they're not in love which okay whatever so we're left with chris and brie and jamie and trevor who will compete in this final performance yeah so who i don't remember who goes on their date first but jamie and trevor go on their date they're offered this fantasy suite and they're both like okay let's do it. also like does trevor say anything ever like i swear i've never heard him speak no he's just like a cute face Oh, he, they just are so boring. They're so boring. They're so young. Like Jamie Reed. She is, she especially. How old is Trevor? He, well, oh, that's kind of the gross part. He's 29. She's 29. Yeah. Yeah. But she just reads like, like she just graduated high school and it like really grosses me out. They put her in like these really booby outfits for all the I performances think she chooses those because she's clearly gotten terrible taste in clothes oh, all of her clothes have been awful, so bad awful, awful awful so bad oh my gosh poor jamie she so just is so young but and, but she keeps talking about all my boyfriends have cheated on me which i'm like how old are you how many yeah. boyfriends have how you many had? boyfriends you, like, could you possibly have had has cheated on you? <laughs> i think i had maybe like two by the time i was 21 you know yeah, maybe. Um, so they they're given the option to go to the fantasy suites and you know, Jamie and Trevor are like, Yeah, sure, we're in love. Let's go go get busy. And so they do that. Oh my gosh. Them waking up with robes. There is an ITM with Trevor in a robe and I tr- I had to like cover the screen with I had to cover I had to it's cover the screen with like the pillow in front of me because I could not handle it. It also, was so bad. Their breakfast. Like this show has no money. Their breakfast <laughs> was a plate of donuts. And they like lady and tramped a donut. And I was like, this is the worst thing I have. Oh my gosh. Had. These but two teenagers was- in robes 
sharing a donut. Like, this is tragic. <laughs> but it was really hilarious to me that they were, like, they for the 20 minutes, right, they were cutting between um, Trevor and Jamie, and Jamie had, like, sex eyes. She was just, like, so in love. Just, like, everything was, like, she was, like, breaking out in song before they were making oh. out. She oh, was just, like, her, so bad. <laughs> her breaking out into, like, <laughs> it was just, like, insufferable I if I were watching myself do that I would just crawl into a hole and never come out it was so hard to watch but then so then like being all like in this cloud of happiness and then cutting to Brie and Chris yes it was very funny okay (laughs) let's talk about Brie and Chris because it's super weird and I think it's kind of some Frankenstein editing, maybe. That's what Brandon was saying last night, too. Because, okay, here's what we know about Brie. We know she's an active Mormon, which is weirdly, like, never mentioned on the show. And this conversation kind between the two of them where she explains that she's not going to go to the fantasy suites because she doesn't want to move too quickly and because of experiences in her past, it kind of like dances around an issue that's not being stated, which in my mind is I'm not going to have sex before I'm married, but she doesn't say that. Yeah. Which I don't blame her for. Like I, you know, like so many people have branded themselves on this franchise as like, I'm the virgin and that's yeah. my story. And like, good for her. Like, I don't think she needs to have that story. And I think that's fine. Totally. Um, I do think it's weird though, that like, she just didn't go to the fantasy suite, fantasy suite just to have some off camera time. Like a lot of bachelors or bachelorettes have done that where they're like, I didn't sleep with this person, but we still like took the time to hang out without a camera, which yeah. I'm like, why wouldn't you just go? Yeah. Yeah. That so is interesting. Brandon and I were trying to figure out reasons. I was like, do you think her parents were like, if there's a, if there's a fantasy suite, you're not allowed to go unless you say no to the fantasy Or do you think or, she didn't trust the producers? Do you think she thought that like, if I go in here, even if it's just a talk, they are going to make it look like. I'm sleeping with Chris. That's what I was saying. I, I, I broke out into song last night singing, stand in holy places. <laughs> I'm like, is it like, is it like that? Is it like, there's so much pressure from like a Mormon community to like, not even like be next to, or, you know, like even the idea of possibly the fantasy suite. I don't know. I think there is probably a lot of Mormon pressure for her not to do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I understand your point that like good for her for not making that like her thing like oh yeah. I'm, and I'm saying this because it is like it's very tiresome on this show and it kind of puts people into two different camps what's weird about it is it seems like their conversation is fine and Chris is like yeah I've been in relationships where we move too quick and it's messed things up I'm totally cool with this but then the next day it's like something's wrong I can't stop thinking about last night and what happened and it's like wait what happened you guys had a conversation where you both agreed you're gonna wait and now like you're mad at each other it was well, I, okay it reminded me of the episode of Seinfeld where Elaine stops having sex so her boyfriend can pass the MCAT you know that what I'm talking about and And so Elaine gets like way dumber and I just feel like Jamie was like 
clear head. I'm ready to sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just like, oh my gosh, I can't move through this cloud of confusion. She was like, they just needed to have sex. They just needed to do something to like clear the tension. And also like the Caitlin Bristow comment of like the fantasy suite, I'm sure like did not help them feel confident in their relationship. Right. So I don't know. It was, it was interesting. And it also was like, I like how much they've known each these people. Kate, didn't they only film for like one month? Right. So they've really only known this person for like three to four weeks. Yeah. So how many conversations have they actually had? Like it, I just like, can't understand. I don't know. It's so confusing. It's very weird. Uh, so they're headed into these final performances. Jamie and Trevor have spent the night together. Chris and Brie have not. And they say that they're both feeling off and their conversations with each other are very stilted and weird. Um, and they get to perform and the judging panel is a wild one. They've got <laughs> Kay Diggs. Oh, yeah. Caitlin Bristow and Jason. What's Jason's last name? Do you remember? Tartic. Yes. Uh, also, I, I gotta say this, Jason Tartik and I went to the same high school. You did? Yeah, and I was graduated by the time he came in, but I went to school with his brother, his older brother that was on The Bachelor, or Bachelorette, or whatever. He was a grade younger than me, so I, like, know him very, like, I remember him from high school. Cool I never probably talked to him, but what? Cool guy? Yeah, he was, like, in, in the drama, he was, like, in drama club, but now he, like, lives in New York and, like, writes plays or is in oh. plays or something. Like, he's a theater guy, but, um, but funny, right? And he's yeah. in my yearbook because I was, like, when I found out he was from Buffalo, I was, like, I've got to have common friends. Found out he went to the Middle East, and he's in my yearbook, even though, because he was, like, on a soccer team or something before he was in high school. But anyway, had to drop that. What do Same, you think uh, Caitlin? Um, I think they're fine. I don't know anything about them. I like both of them. I don't know about them as a couple. Yeah, I mean, they they were both very likable on their seasons. Um, did you know, Brandon brought this up to me when we were watching last night, did you know that Caitlin Bristow released a song in the last week? Oh, no. Are you serious? <laughs> Have you listened to it? Oh, yeah. I listened to all two minutes and 57 seconds. Is it garbage? It is not good. It's not bad. What it's what genre? Good. It's like a. It sounds like a country. It sounds like a country song that wants to be a pop song, or vice versa. Like a pop song with like a little bit of country twang. Okay. I don't know. It. I wouldn't categorize it as country, but it's like poppy with like a few countryish. Wanna be Casey Musgraves, maybe. Yeah. 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 Um, Yikes, it's not good. It's like, honestly, the first like verse is about how she drinks too much. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> it's like, I gotta be me. I gotta be. It reminded me, it wasn't the same like musically as, remember Lindsay Lohan's song Rumors? Like, mm-hmm. um, and how it's all about like people misunderstand me and whatever. It was kind of like that in okay. like lyrically. So I it actually- wasn't good. I loved Caitlyn's season of The Bachelorette. I think that yeah, was it was favorite good. Bachelorette season. It was good. It was so good. The Nick factor, like oh it was. Oh my gosh, it was incredible. Chaotic, and I loved it. Um, but yeah, the two of them together, 
I don't know. He seems young. Good for her, I guess, for staying in the conversation. And then we had Rita Wilson. Oh, and Jewel, though. And Jewel. I forgot about Jewel because Jewel didn't say much. But, uh, and Rita yeah, Wilson. Yeah, Rita Wilson. Dude, I... <laughs> How did how 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 did that happen? I don't how know. Did that happen? I don't know. I know that Rita fancies herself a singer songwriter, <laughs> which I think she, is when like, she was when she was in Australia in quarantine because she got COVID. She made a Spotify playlist of like quarantine songs, but slipped her own songs in. Oh yeah. my gosh, she's just iconic. Like, is she kind like, of a lot? Like, I feel like 2020 has really illuminated that Rita Wilson is kind of a lot because she had like her, my makeup artist, oh is my gosh. Really, you know, fiasco. And it's then- just so hard to understand who she is, like juxtaposed to Tom Hanks, right? Because Tom Hanks yeah. is like the best celebrity we've ever had with no bad marks on his history ever. And then like, not that Rita, Mar- Rita Wilson is like, bad but she's like her celebrity is like so strange well like, her celebrity, celebrity is i'm married to tom hanks right like without tom <laughs> well, i can do whatever i want yeah who is rita wilson without tom hanks and it was like a little triggering to see rita wilson because it was like it took me back to like march 15th you know when it was like oh tom hanks and his wife have covid and oh Rudy Gobert has, co- you know, it was like, oh, oh my gosh, yes. Oh, I forgot that this was like tape before that. I was imagining yeah. it now, but no, you're right. Yeah. So it was pre Rona that she's showing up and judging yeah. in truly the most heinous outfit I've ever seen in my life. She had like <laughs> denim head to toe with like the like floral embroidery and like these bizarre necklaces. Yeah. And she was, like, I gotta say, she didn't look great. Like, not to comment on people's appearances, whatever, but, like, for her to be who she is and, like, have every resource in the world to have, like, everything done for her, like, I don't know. It just was, like, I was, I don't know. I was, it I was, guess I shouldn't be surprised by Rita Wilson because she's just constantly. You know when Wilson. people, they come to town from for the Sundance Film Festival and they're, like, I need to buy some Western wear for whatever reason. So they go to Park City and they drop, like, a couple thousand dollars on, like, ugly, ugly Western wear. That was, like, the vibe Rita Wilson was giving us here. <laughs> Oh man, she was like so earnest and yet so thirsty. You know, it was just like too much. She just needs to tone it down. And but like, I'm really glad she was on. What? How did? Yeah, like you said, how did that happen? Like, is she a fan of The Bachelor? Is she? No, a I fan? think she wants to promote her own music. But she's why do it there? Is like because, because she's not a real musician. Yeah, so she's like. She, I think she's like, okay, I got to like get my name and face in the music world because I now, she like puts on shows. She like has shows and sells tickets to shows and performs. I don't know that I would buy a ticket to Rita Wilson. I mean, like, yes, if, you would. If, Come if on. I knew Rita Tom came, would show up. If, you, if Rita Wilson came to Salt Lake, we would definitely go to her show. That's true. Definitely. Just to see Rita Wilson on a stage. Like she's got to be just like. I mean, that's something you'll never forget. Yeah. yeah. If Chet and Tom, I knew we're going to make appearances, I would for sure buy a ticket. <laughs> oh, Chet. 
So anyway, the we start with Jamie and Trevor, who they do a fine job. I mean, they seem very in love on stage. Yeah, I'm surprised that they are now in the finals, like competing against one other couple, and they are as bad as they are. Like they hit all their notes, but their voices are like, uh, they're just like it's so. There's no. I don't know how to say this, not in food terms. There's no, like, umami to their voice. It's, like, so thin. It's so one-dimensional. It's so, I don't know. Especially. How are they in the finals? Well, you know, because Matt and Rudy weren't in love, so. I guess they were in love, so somehow that makes them good singers. No sense. So yeah, they, they're fine, but Chris and Brie perform and their performance I felt like was significantly better. Still not like a performance I would pay money to see or look out for on Spotify. Like it's not my they're, jam. By the way. Okay. Yeah. So I definitely think Chris and Brie were better. Like yeah. they definitely should have won. That was the right decision. They were better, but you're right. Like, I mean, uh, also their stuff is not even on Spotify. Brie posted like an album cover and it's like, okay, available now. Chris and Brie is not on Spotify. How is anyone going to hear your song? What do you think we're going to go to Sam Goody and buy a CD? Like, I'm sorry. Remember those like CD of the month? Like they send you whatever. Oh my gosh. Yes. I wanted to do that so bad. Yeah. Where, and like credit scores. Or something and just, yeah. <laughs> um, so ultimately the decision comes down to the judges to decide who is winning this very very dumb competition (laughs) and the judges announce that it's chris and brie but then chris and brie still have to accept each other's roses oh my gosh like it's so unnecessary it's very very dumb um and so they accept each other's roses and then there's like five minutes of them skipping around nashville and then it's like okay and now you're on tour and then the yeah, show they're like, okay, we gotta go on the bus. And it's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Brandon was saying if Rona hadn't happened, they would definitely be an opening act at um, Stadium of Fire this year. Oh, 100%. 100%. Right? Can so- you imagine? Like, that's like totally 100% what they're gonna be doing. Like, opening for like fireworks shows. I don't know. I expect these two to like perform at malls at this point. Like I just don't (laughs) see a bright future for their singing career. It's so weird. It ends with like a two weeks later and they're in a recording studio, you know, cutting record. Yeah. And it's like, did you hear the lyrics to that song? It was like, you're going to be my wife and like have my babies. That was like one of the lyrics. Do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the end of Best in Show when they record their album about Terriers. Oh my gosh. And poor Fred Willard. I know. I know. Such a sad week. I I really do think this show had like no money. They didn't even make an effort to like zoom in Chris and Brie and be like, how you guys doing? Like there was no like, you know, every season they drag out these finales as long as they possibly can. There's always an after the final rose, even Bachelor in Paradise. There's like a debrief every season. I'm like, I get that Rona has really messed everything up, but like, get, tell us where they are now. You know, like, what are they doing? 
I'm surprised there's no like some sort of live catch up, right? Like, yeah. I mean, does Chris now live in Provo? Like, like, yeah, what's happening to them? Love. And it's like, okay, are they quarantining together? Like, there's so we all have all these questions and no answers. And it's very unlike the Bachelor franchise to just end something so abruptly with no, like, yeah. And here's how their love story will be a success forever and ever. And here's how we're paying for their wedding. And here's how we're going to do a sonogram on one of our shows. You know, like, it's just very like, and yeah. I don't know if that's COVID related or if it's budget related or if they just like gave up on this show. I actually thought it was a pretty fun show. Yeah. I, um, the last time I was doing this with you, I was like very mad about it. And then I realized like, this is actually exactly like what to expect from a bachelor franchise show. Like I was, for some reason I came with expectations that like people would be good at what they are doing. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, of course not. This is like a show just like any other bachelor show where you watch it to, to laugh about it. And yeah. like, that's, that's the, like the best form of entertainment. Right. So yeah, it was good. I also wonder though, like, is there another type of like talent or competition or something that they could do to expand the Bachelor franchise in couples? Like, is music the only thing? Like, what if they were like a cooking, like a cooking show? Well, what about modeling? Or like, oh yeah, I feel like they're all models, right? That's a or wanna be models. So like, do America's Next Top Model as? Oh my- Gosh, you gotta call Robert Mills and tell him this idea because this is a good idea. Because I just feel like music is fine, but it's like I don't know, it just is it's so overdone, too. It's you know, very overdone. And the premise that you need to be in love to have a successful career is flawed. <laughs> pretty flawed um I love that their whole basis was this was like a fictional movie called a star is born like that's not a real thing and also he dies at the yeah end. that's like, not that's not a happy ending in a star is born like their love literally oh my gosh death so maybe let's not let's not build a show around that oh my gosh it's just so funny it's just it's interesting right now to kind of think about the bachelor franchise in general and how you know, this stupid pandemic has disrupted all our lives, but is this disrupting The Bachelor in a way that will change it kind of forever? Yeah, I don't know. Like, when do they think they'll be able to get more people together to even film something, right? Like, can, I don't know. I do think that Jamie is, like, so excited to be part of Bachelor Nation. She's, like, now in Bachelor Nation, I feel like. But I feel like the contestants from this show are going to be on, like, a lower tier. They're going to, like, get hazed by the other Bachelor Nation people. But, like, remember Winter Games? A lot of the Winter Games people came on Bachelor in Paradise. I feel like this is almost the same thing. I know, but I just feel like the real Bachelor people are going to be, like, you're below us and you need to, like, prove yourself. I can see that. It's also weird too, because I feel like usually there's momentum after a season into paradise. And if you right. have a gap of like a year, do people even remember who these people are or care about them? Right. I don't know. I know I'm going to miss paradise. I met the yeah. first like couple episodes of paradise. are so fun. And like, I get really burnt out on it, but the first couple are like really great summer. It's the summer perfect thing. 
I need to get something done, but I need people in the room with me show. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's just yeah. enough drama and like enough people to kind of pay attention to. It's, it's amazing. Um, Irene, we, I don't know, we're, we're going to see kind of what happens here. I'm sure there'll be some sort of Bachelor content for us to talk about in the near future. They're doing the um, greatest seasons of all time. Oh, yeah. So I was, like, not paying attention during those commercials. Are they, like, did they already pick one? Do you vote for one? Are they, have they decided which one they're airing? I think they're, like, maybe running different episodes from the different seasons. That's how I understand. Oh, okay. So it's not like they're airing a whole season. They're just doing like a so. few highlighted episodes. Because I, so. I saw Juan Pablo on there. Mm-hmm. I saw Sean Lowe. Caitlin, yeah. So yeah. yeah I would love to see Caitlin again. I think we're going to have some more to talk about soon. So we'll be in touch. Um, okay. Thank you so much for talking with me today about Listen to Your Heart. It's been a real thank joy. Thank you for making me watch this show. I don't regret it. I'm sorry and also you're welcome Uh, (laughs) all right I'll be back next week with Eli and our friend Jalyn to talk survivor finale until then everyone have a great week thanks so much bye